everybody, and welcome back to another week of the PA High School Football Report podcast on Penn Live. I'm Brian Linder, and for a second week in a row, uh, my co-host is going to be Dan Sostic. Nebby Esaias is still out, still tending to some business. He should be back soon. I think he's coming back tomorrow. But Dan, another week. And before we get rolling into today's podcast, man, how you doing, Dan? What's been going on? Not much. You know, it's been a, it's a they don't really get too much of a break here in uh, Central PA straight from state playoffs to basketball. So kind of shifting gears a little bit, but always ready to talk some football. Bowl games are rolling out, man. You watched any uh, you watched any good football yet? The Liberty Eastern Mission game was pretty fun. Uh, the Watching Malik Willis play is always an enjoyable game. Actually, I had a couple of local guys in that game as well. Yeah, Zach Mochan, who was our defensive player of the year last year for Northern. He's a walk-on linebacker at Eastern Michigan. Uh, Aiden Alves was the punter for Liberty. I think he was actually special teams player of the game for that game. So local connection there. Tell you what I watched, Dan. You know, last week we talked a lot about Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, Landon Travis Hunter. In another life, Dan, for six or seven years, I covered South Carolina State University. Coach Oliver Buddy Pugh, you know, started the Bulldogs on down there. So I watched the Celebration Bowl, Miak Swack. Uh, basically your HBCU national championship there. Buddy Pugh, man, you know, their, their, their coordinators, Jonathan Saxon's defensive coordinator. He's a kid who actually was playing there not, not that long ago as an offensive lineman. Kind of a funny story. And now he's their defensive coordinator. And then Bennett Swigert, who's their offensive coordinator, I thought they dialed up a heck of a game plan. South Carolina State was 6-5. and five. Everybody thought JSU was going to blow those guys out. They smacked them in the mouth. And I got to tell you, I'm not a big Deion Sanders guy. I'm not. But I saw so many people talking about that game, and it was a really good football game. So I think it's just interesting, again, to see and fun to see how people are starting to pay more attention to HBCUs. And it was a heck of a game. South Carolina State spanked them. Yeah, and uh, I've heard from so many people that you got you to gotta experience kind of the game days for games like that. Like, it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. It's a whole atmosphere, and there really are some good players there. Guys I covered, you know, at South Carolina State, Marshall McFadden, who played with the Steelers for a little bit. You know, there were probably seven or eight, nine, ten college guys across my 10 years there. And now you look, Darius Leonard's in the NFL. He was he was there. Javon Hargrove, you know, he's from South Carolina State. There's good football down there, especially with your top teams out of the MEAC and SWAC and some good players and some good people. And it's fun, man. The game days are fun. So, yeah. But you know what? We're here to talk about high school football. You know, it was a big day today. As we record this, we put out our all-PA teams, which is our sort of best of the best all-state, regardless of classification teams. We don't go, you know, divided up by 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. It's just who we think we're the best of the best. So I wanted to talk about some of the picks, run through them real quick. You ready to do that, Dan? Yes, sir. So on that first team, let's start with defense. You know, let's give the defensive guys a little bit of love, first of all. In our first team, our defensive backs turned out to be Justin Cook from Harrisburg on the first team. Anthony Saka, a freshman safety from St. Joe's Prep. Jameer Reyes, a senior who's going to Army from MOTEP. And Javen Thompson, a junior from Central Valley, a 3A state champs. Good group. I don't know what you thought. think about that group, looking at them, Dan. But, uh, you know, Javen had 11 interceptions. You know, I said Jameer's headed to Army. Anthony is probably one of the top freshmen in the state. And Justin, you know, he tied a 50-year-old school record at Harrisburg with 11 picks. What did you think of that group? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're making an all-state PA team, they're all going to be good, right? But then you start listing them out. I mean, 
Justin Cook, I actually thought you mentioned him from Harrisburg. Got to see a lot of him this year, and I thought he was one of the most underrated players on that Cougars team. Like Kyle Williams gets a lot of the shine, uh, Terrell Reynolds, and deservedly so. But Justin Cook was a big play machine for them on both sides of the ball. But defense, he really made a mark. It's really tough, you know, to find high school corners that can really, you know, kind of lock guys down. I was always really impressed with him. Saka, very much... Everyone on St. Joe's prep, right, is going to be vying for one of these spots. But he's been impressive all year as well. Just a really good crop there um, in the secondary. Saka's a, a six foot four freshman who's got a Penn State offer now that the season's wrapped up. Yeah, the, the last time you really saw guys like that were, you know, those Seattle defenses with like Brandon Browner and, and Sherman are the last time you've seen guys that are that big playing corner and at least at a higher level. So. He'll probably, I mean, 6'4", he may even grow into a a linebacker before this is all said and done. You know, a couple things when we pick these all-PA teams, you know, like we're looking at defense right now, but we do, you know, especially when I'm filtering it out at the end, we do look at if they did something on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. That counts. You know, if a guy was a really good defensive player and a really good offensive player, that means something. You know, you mentioned Justin Cook. You know, he took a kick 90 yards to the house against Manhattan Township. He could do it on special teams. But he caught like 50 balls, too, for Harrisburg and, and scored, I think, four or five touchdowns. Really good player. I really liked him. Javen Thompson, one of the things that jumped off about that kid, how about this stat line, Dan? Whippeal Championship against North Catholic. He had four interceptions and two receiving touchdowns. That's like something you do with your Madden-created player, right, when you're doing uh, when you're playing like superstar mode or whatever, and you just turn it on to easy and just to get the most ridiculous stat lines. That's ridiculous. That's a season for a lot of guys. Yeah. You know, some linebacker was a, you know, really, really tough position, I think, to to pick Dan. Some really good linebackers across the state. Our first team linebackers, Ken Talley from Northeast, Josiah Trotter from St. Joe's Prep, and Phil Pashadi from Penn Ridge. Anything jumping off the page about those three guys to you? It's hard not to not to see the last name Trotter and linebacker and have that stick out. I mean, he's been – Josiah Trotter's been such a good player for St. Joe's Prep for a while now, obviously the son of Jeremiah Trotter. Just a really impressive linebacker there. But then you look at some of the other kids that you mentioned. I mean, Ken Talley's been such an impressive linebacker there. I mean, the Penn State's getting a really good player out of Northeast. What, what do you finish with? The double-digit sacks and the almost 100 tackles. You don't usually see guys with double-digit sacks and that many tackles. That just tells you the kind of the activity he has. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying really good group of players because this is Pennsylvania high school football, so there's gonna be really good players. Ken was a guy who played on the edge, and I think can be a very good edge. You know, he's 6'2", 220-pounder. He's headed to Penn State. He's an impressive kid. We had him on the podcast, actually, Dan. Nebby and I did. The neat thing about him was, he, you know, they played in the spring, Northeast did, and yeah. he killed it. I mean, he had something crazy, like 15 sacks through three games. It was incredible, you know, coming off the edge. But when we had him, you know, I didn't even realize we had him very early in the season. We had him on the podcast and said, hey, you know, I'm going to play middle linebacker this year. So he played some in the middle, and he still ended up putting up like 12 sacks, 95 tackles. So he's a guy who's got some versatility now. Maybe he doesn't have that prototypical sort of edge at 6'2", 225-pound kind of profile. But he was schooled under Deion Barnes there at Northeast for a while. You know, he's at Penn State now, and that was a defensive line coach. It's going to be really interesting what he did there. And he had a really good year. Josiah Trotter, as you said, that's Jeremiah Trotter's son. His brother, the other uh, Trotter, is at Clemson, right? You know, he had 114 tackles for St. Joe's prep team to win the 6A title game. You know, those guys are seniors. 
Well, Trotter's not. Trotter's a junior. Excuse me. Yeah. But another name people really will want to kind of keep an eye on is Phil Pashadi. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If not, I apologize, Phil. You know, he and I messaged back and forth a couple times here. I'm from South Carolina. Not many Pashadis in South Carolina, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right. But listen, this kid's 6'3". He's 225 pounds. Fastly becoming one of the top prospects in the state for his class. He's a junior as well. 144 tackles, 19 for loss with a sack. Keep an eye on him. I mean, you know, ultra productive year. He's going to be a big name, I think, to watch across the next year or so. Yeah, Penn State's going after Pachati pretty hard, if I remember correctly. If you're a big blue and white fan, a name to remember. He runs around hammering guys. He's got the big build. He can run. He's, he's, a, he's a heck of a player, man. Jumps off the film at you. Defensive line. Let's go to our first team defensive line. We got Anthony Smith from Shippensburg, Terrell Reynolds from Harrisburg, Sean Simmons from Central Valley, Eni White from MOTEP. Anything jumping off the page about that group? Well, I mean, we talked about a lot of these guys last week, right, with uh, signing day coming and whatnot. Um, Eni White was actually the one that we weren't positive where he's ended up. He's now headed to Texas A&M. I mean, if you want to be a good pass rusher, go to Texas A&M, right? They tend to churn people out. But, I mean, that's a defensive line there that, you know, three of those guys are going to be playing high-level Division One football. And then the fourth one, Terrell Reynolds, is just a junior you know, a little on the smaller side, but he might have been more productive than a couple of those other guys, too, at Harrisburg with, what, uh, setting the Harrisburg all-time sack record, which is a crazy accomplishment. I mean, that is a defensive line that is going to – they're not done at high school. I'll just say that. It's a pretty special group. Yeah, you look at Reynolds, you think about it. That's a school that's produced Micah Parsons. You see what he can do. And Damian Barber. And uh, he's got their sack record. You know, he had 123 tackles this year as well. 37 for loss. He scored three times from his defensive end position. And he ended up, with, you know, with 22 and a half sacks for the District 368 champions. And these were not inflated stats, Dan. Watched so many of their games. He stayed. He lived in the backfield. They probably don't beat Pine Richland to begin the season without him. Yeah, and those numbers, too, are coming in a division, the Commonwealth, which isn't exactly the most pass-heavy division in the world either. So you're not getting, like, 25, 30 dropbacks most of these games. He's making the most of, like, the guy teams throwing 10, 15, 20 times a game, maybe, and putting up 20 exactly. It's ridiculous. Hershberg played some good teams, too. Governor Mifflin, yeah. Pine Richland to start the season. They played a good schedule, so good numbers from him. Anthony Smith's your Minnesota signee from Shippensburg. Uh, he's the second mid-pin guy on this list. And, uh, you know, when you look at Anthony Smith, he's 6'7", 250. He had 16 sacks, 75 tackles. And then Enoch White, who's, like you said, he's 6'5", 230 from MOTEP, uh, 58 tackles, eight sacks. He's going to Texas A&M. Freaks of nature. You just don't get guys their size who can yeah. run and jump and do what they can do. Those three guys are kind of more of the athletic edge rusher types, and those are the guys that kind of generate a ton of headlines. And then there's Fitzsimmons, who's more of you know the more of an interior type guy, right? More a bigger dude um, who just kind of really good technique. That he'll be you know six three two seventy five plays both sides of the ball for Central Valley as back to back state titles. What is 21 sacks for him this year as well? I mean, definitely a different type of player than those other guys, but still as productive as them as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll give uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette a quick plug here. They did a story. He was their player of the year. I think he was the first lineman they've chosen in maybe forever as their player of the year. And they, 
you know, they wrote this whole story about Big Sean. It was a good read. I encourage everybody to go look. It's a recent story. Mike White wrote it for the Post Gazette. Does a great job out there. The guy wore his football pants <laughs> to breakfast the day of the state championship game. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, Everything I hear about him is he is a gamer. They say he has a um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers headband that Jordan Whitehead I think gave to him um, when he was a freshman. And Jordan Whitehead, the pit to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he literally said he just wears it forever, and it means a lot to him. He's a he's a gamer as, as a kid that loves to play football. So He's been one of the most productive, not just defensive linemen, but defensive players in Pennsylvania since his freshman year. You think, oh, well, you know, some of the numbers are just insane. You know, for a defensive lineman, uh, 123 tackles, 49 for loss, 21 sacks. It's like, okay, all right, Central Valley, you know, stat padding a little bit. They adding a little <laughs> bit extra on here. But then you turn on the film and you're like, holy cow, this yeah. big guy, what is the old cliche bowling ball of butcher knives? You know, <laughs> he's just rolling through guys and he just keeps coming. You know, he has been productive. So, you know, he ends it there. And then we tack an athlete onto our teams. Uh, we took Alex Tex up. We had to get him on here somewhere, right? You know, he played yeah. safety some. He had 28 tackles, interception. He also had a very good argument to be on the offensive side as a running back, he finished with over 2,000 yards of total offense, 24 touchdowns. You saw him in person, Mount Lebo, upset, you know, in a lot of people's minds, St. Joe's prep uh, for the state title, and he was a big part of that. He is just, from everybody around there, says he's kind of the st- the straw that, you know, stirs the drink that, uh, for Mount Lebanon. He just does everything for them, like you said. It's the bell cow of a running back, and it's hard to fit every single, you know, top running back in the state on these lists, but it's a good thing we got him there because it has a strong argument for the best player on a state title team that beats St. Joe's Prep. So you got to find a way to get him on somewhere. He's a He's a heck of a player that really, you know, helped Mount Lebanon make that leap to state title this year. Let's do a quick spin through our second team, all PA defense, and then we'll get the offense real quick. Our secondary was Keenan Nelson Jr. from St. Joe's Prep. He was a senior, Simon, South Carolina. Emilio Aggard. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right as well. But Emilio is a guy, and he's a lockdown corner, sophomore for St. Joe's Prep. Eden Johnson, you made his safety from Governor Mifflin. And Terrell Booth as a safety from Sarah Catholic. Anything about that group stick out in your mind, Dan? Well, Eden Johnson hits hard. I've seen a couple of Governor Mifflin games, and that's one thing that has stuck out to me. He is a hard-hitting safety, and uh, we'll see where he you know, ends up at the next level, but that kid can hit hard. And then Terrell Booth, uh, he's on here for the defensive side of the ball, but I'd just like to mention that um, I believe he tied the PIA state championship game record for most receiving yards in a state title game with 172. Sarah Catholic lost that game, but that just goes to show you the type of athlete you're dealing with their defensive back. So that's another good group there. 83 tackles, four picks for that guy. Turns around, has 49 receptions, 1,040 yards. He ran for over 100 yards, 20 touchdowns. He was all over the place. Like I said, Emilio Aggard is going to be a guy who I think you know, your Penn State Pitt fans, you're going to want to see that kid stay in state. He's an All-American type cover corner. And then Keenan Nelson Jr., he's had a heck of a career, Dan, for St. Joe's Prep. Kid has been starting there four years. He's going to South Carolina. I think a really good get for the Gamecocks out of the Keystone State. Our linebackers, I said this was a good group. Yep. You know, we got Abdul, Abdul Carter from LaSalle College in our second team. Anthony Johnson from Newman Goretti. And then Jeremiah Hazley from Pine Richland. Another really good group, Dan. Anything about this group kind of sticking out to you? 
We've mentioned Abdul Carter before, but he's he's just a player. You know, he's a kind of your prototypical linebacker, right? That you want. He'll probably fill in even more and at the next level, get a little beer. Penn State knows how to churn out linebackers, so uh, that just goes to show you the caliber of linebackers in the state. That guys like him, Halsey, and uh, you know Johnson are second team guys because in another year, vying for defensive player of the year. You know, so you look at that second team linebacker group. Carter's a Penn State signee. Anthony Johnson signed with Rutgers. Hazley signed with Duke. And all three of them, you could probably make arguments for them to be first-teamers as well. You look at it just stats, Abdul actually is probably lowest on our tackle list here. Yeah, I know he missed a couple games. He missed that Bishop McDevitt game to start the season. But, yeah. man, when you turn on the film, he's just so impressive. You know, he played a big role. I know in that first win they had over St. Joe's Prep, he had a huge game there. So, you know, heck of a player. Love him. Love his film. Defensive line group, jumping ahead of that real quick, Dan. I think we had a couple surprises on here for some people. And then we had some some big names, too. I think the surprises are probably Daryl Dengohe from South mm-hmm. College, Riley Robel from Bishop McDevitt, was probably a surprise to some people. If you've been in Central PA, you've been paying attention, though, down the stretch. I don't think he was that big of a surprise. And then Donovan Heinish from uh, Central Catholic and Keon Wiley from MOTEP are probably your big names there. False about that group. Yeah, well, um, Riley Robel put on some weight this this year, right? He's a wrestler in the winter, and he put on some weight to, you know, kind of become a true bona fide defensive lineman. And I would say that decision worked out pretty well for him to make second team All-State. Um, he's just kind of, you know, one of the steadying forces. I talked to him after their state title game loss, actually, when they lost to Aliquippa, and he's an impressive kid, man. He had so much perspective after that game, just said, was talking about, uh, immediately kind of shifted gears and was ready to come back next year um, as a junior. Just an impressive kid that if you see the jump he made from sophomore to junior year, I'm really excited to see what someone with kind of the work ethic he's got, what he's going to do next year. Um, and then talk about Donovan Heinish, his brother, Kurt, real stud linebacker for Notre Dame. Um, and then he's headed there as well. I just think they play pretty similarly and he's going to be a good player at the next level too. And then Keon Wiley, Penn State commit. He's just a, just your typical uh, what you want out of a pass rushing defensive end and got all the tools to, to be a really good player down the Happy Valley. So Riley Rebell, he's a wrestler, and those guys just have different mentalities. And, and you always yeah. love it. I love to see uh, linemen who are also wrestlers. This is the level of grit that they have. You know, he had 84 tackles, 29 for loss, six and a half sacks. My guy Ross Tucker. Uh, you know, and go big recruiting. I know he was kind of texting me and, and some about Riley too, you know, and, and what he might be as a prospect. Uh, Heinish, like you said, Notre Dame. Then Gohe, my man, this guy, okay, this guy, when they played Bishop McDevitt at the beginning of the season, they beat Bishop McDevitt 21 to nothing. This guy ate McDevitt up, okay? Yep. And he ate a lot of teams up. He finished with 75 tackles, 15 for loss, six sacks, and a forced fumble. He's a junior, he's 6'3, 260. He's tough, Dan. I mean, he is tough on the inside for LaSalle. So he's a guy that people, you know, write that name down, Daryl Dengohe, and kind of, you know, his Twitter handle is D1 Daryl. <laughs> if he keeps playing like he's playing, he might get there. So, yeah. uh, and then, you know, finally, our second team athlete, Derek Berlitz from Southern Columbia, the two-way state champs. He played tight end. He could block his butt off at tight end. But as a defensive end, and I think he's going to West Virginia probably as a preferred walk-on type situation. I believe 15 sacks, nearly 100 tackles, heck of a ball player there. 
you got to get some Southern Columbia guys on here. Just, I mean, they win every year. You got to, you got to reward winning at some point and they've got plenty of guys there too. He gets after it, man. So let's flip the script. Let's go over to offense real quick. Let's go down through our first team, Dan. We're going to start with the big guys. I always like to get the big guys some love and right off the rip, you know, I wrote it in this all PA piece. If you were going to do a lineman draft, after you sat down and looked at the film from this year, Javen Williams from Wyoming is a first-team All-PA pick for us this year. 6'5", 300-pounder. He's athletic. You know, I mentioned Ross Tucker again. I know he, he loves this kid. He was texting me a lot, sending me some clips of him running down the field, just running through guys, you know, out in front of run plays and, and you know, continuing on. So we got Javen. Jaden Clem from Pine Richland makes it. Drew Shelton from Downingtown uh, West makes it. Ron Brubaker from Calico. And Colton Deary from Malvern Prep. Any thoughts on our offensive line, first team offensive line group? Yeah, we talked we talked about a fair amount of these guys for signing day last week. I'm gonna talk about Williams, you know. I mean, I love following when a recruited when someone's recruiting profile just blows up overnight. And it kind of felt like that happened with Williams. You just kind of see it where one offer comes in and then every school offers him, and all of a sudden you're a top offensive tackle in the country out of no, out of almost I don't want to say nowhere, but it kind of just springs up quickly. And I think people started, you know, watching the film of this kid and saying this kid is going to be a starting offensive tackle or at least an offensive lineman at Division One level. He's just impressive for a wide missing team that really won because of performances in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So he's obviously really impressive. And then uh, Ryan Brubaker, I want to just shout him out again because. Like he said, I think uh, most people had Drew Shelton as the top offensive lineman in this class for Pennsylvania. And you, uh, you moved Brubaker up right above him, and uh, he's headed to South Carolina. Both kids are obviously very good, but that kind of tells you the type of jump Brubaker made at Kakalika this year. He's just a little bit longer, a little bit bigger. He's 6'6", 280. You think Ryan's – I mean, I think Drew's like 6'5". I love them both. I think they're both heck of a player. You look at this, this first-team group, you run down – you know, Clem's Kansas State signing. Shelton's going to Penn State. Brubaker's going to South Carolina. Deary is going to Maryland. He's a wrestler, too. He's going to play football and wrestle at Maryland. And to tell you about this guy, he was the inner AC player of the year. Not offensive lineman of the year. Player of the year. Uh, yeah. He's been doing it for several seasons, too. He's a heck of a guy. And Javon Williams is going to be able to kind of, you know, pick his. And you talk about him blowing up. I think. In our 2023 rankings going into this season, we probably had him as the third or fourth offensive tackle in this class. Yeah. And then, you know, Stephen O'Neill, who listens to this podcast, he's an assistant out at Wild Missing, you know, kept telling me this guy's going to be a big deal. Keep an eye on him. That film, man, from sophomore to junior year, you know, the first couple of weeks, like I said, it was, you know, halfway through the season. Ross Tucker showed me clips of this guy saying, you got to, this guy's amazing. And he really was. He really yeah. was. Tight end, we took Joey Slaffer uh, from um, Exeter. He's a Penn State commit. Our athlete on the offensive first team was Devin Whitlock, who was the quarterback for Bell Vernon, but he also played some DB, also returned some kicks. And then our kicker was Walker Martin from Garden Spot. Three different kind of positions here, three kind of different slide ends on the all-PA first team. Any thoughts on any of those guys? I saw everything Joey Slaffer had to offer. and giant, right? Yeah, probably one of the, I don't know if Governor Mifflin losing to Exeter is the biggest upset in the, of the playoffs this year, but it's one of them. And Schlaffer was a huge reason why he uh, caught two touchdown passes in that game, was basically a big target against the secondary that we mentioned Eden Johnson before. That was the secondary he's going against Mifflin. He just made some big plays. He's 
super tall, super long, definitely has some, you know, room to put on weight. I don't know how much weight you want a guy like that to put on. If, if you think of him as more of a receiving tight end, which kind of he figures to be at least right now, but he's a good get for Penn state. He's going to be a good player to just a junior. I expect him to have a, a pretty massive uh, senior year next year. Um, as, as big of a senior year as tight ends can have at the high school level. Yeah. And Devin Whitlock, like, cause you know, I wrote in here and I've said it on this podcast as our athlete, I had one coach compare him to a high school Kyler Murray. He's a very, uh, he's not a big guy, yeah. but man, he put up some huge numbers. He had over 2000 yards of offense again for them. And uh, he's had a heck of a run for Bell Vernon. I don't know where he's fitting at on the college level. I know he's got some preferred walk-ons for like Pitt or something, you know, maybe or something like that, or West Virginia and some other smaller schools offering him. I just know the guy makes plays. You know, he's one of those really good high school football players. They're going to have to figure some things out for him on the college level. But yep. you, you think with a guy that talent, you can't figure it out. And then how about Garden Spot? We get Garden Spot on a first-team All-PA. Walker Martin had some huge games, 14-18 on his field goals, 51 yards, 37-39 on extra points. He averaged almost 36 yards per punt as well. So big shout-out to him. He really went and earned it. He had some big games where he had like four or five field goals in the game. It's crazy. So – Anyway, we'll, let's move on to our wide receiver group real quick. Try to keep it moving here a little bit, Dan. Wide receivers, we took three. Again, this, we kind of keep this kind of exclusive. On the first team, we took three. Mario Easterly from Bishop McDevitt, Eli Heidenreich from Mount, Mount Lebanon, and Tysir Denmark from Roman Catholic. Thoughts on this group? Uh, Heidenreich's kind of it was such an interesting case, right? Because he had almost uh, he had almost as many rushing yards as he had received. Uh, not almost, but he had uh, what six hundred rushing yards and thirteen hundred receiving yards. He is as true of a two way you know weapon for them at Mount Lebanon as you can get. I mean, obviously the one two punch with uh, Alex Texa and uh, Heidenreich was pretty ridiculous for Mount Lebanon. A big reason they're state champs. And then uh, Easterly was. Uh, we talked about him a bunch, but just a really impressive kid. Um, it's going to play safety at the next level. But I, I think we're right to pick him for receiver because I thought that's where he had the biggest impact for especially a freshman quarterback of Stone Saunders. He was the go-to guy for uh, the Crusaders. And then um, obviously Denmark was another one of those. He's a receiver, but he also runs the ball uh, type of guy. So just three really electric playmakers who kind of did it a little differently. Yeah, Eli, uh, I think, even had 44 tackles, you know, as a safety. Uh, he's headed to Navy. And then Tyser Denmark is a guy, he's a sophomore. He's our top-ranked guy in his class in PA for us as a prospect. He is a game-breaker, and he is electric. They beat LaSalle. Lou was LaSalle, they beat. And he really put it on them. Had a huge game. We had him on the podcast earlier this year. If you want to, you know, kind of keep an eye out for a guy who, you know, again, if you're a Pitt or a Penn State fan, Tysir Denmark is a guy that, you know, you want your team to really be talking to in the, in the next, you know, couple of years here. Running backs, Dan. Running backs was the toughest position, I think, in picking all this. You know, we got guys that didn't make this thing that ran for like 2,000 yards, put up some, you know, some some big-time numbers. I think of Anthony Stallworth at Farrell, who did it for years. I think of Gavin Garcia at Southern Columbia. He did not make it. A heck of a career. Tahir Mills out at Ridley had a heck of a, you know, heck of a run, and he didn't make it. But it's a pretty strong group, you know. You can make arguments, I think, for any of those guys. But our first teamers were Cade Giacomelli from Penn Trafford and then Nick Singleton, who was also our player of the year from, from Governor Mifflin. I know you saw them both. What do you think about those guys? I mean, I think what just sticks out to those two guys is that those teams do have 
don't get me wrong. They've got great offensive lines. They've got great talent around them. They're doing stuff on their own too. That's just kind of different. You know, I think Yakimeli's more of a, he's kind of shiftier with really good balance that he runs with and just really tough to bring down despite he doesn't look like the most physical, the biggest guy, but he's a tough guy to bring down. And then Singleton is just, if he gets an edge, it's over. It's, it's absolutely over with that. He just knows how to run the football. He knows what angles to take on runs. He moves in a way that's different. And it says a lot that, like you said, um, really competitive group, but I think there's really no argument to have those two guys there. So, yeah, I think just a really talented duo there. Yakimeli's headed to Wisconsin, Singleton to Penn State. You look at it, Yakimeli had over 2,000 yards of offense, 28 touchdowns. Nick Singleton, <laughs> he had, you know, he had 2,049 yards and 41 touchdowns. He averaged 12.4 yards a carry. You know, that's a first down and then some. A first yeah. down in the quarter every time he touches the ball. So, yeah. and that's also why he was really our player to year pick. They, nobody really compared to him on an individual no. basis this year. So, our quarterback on the first team, Bo Pribula, Central York, you know, he had almost 3,000 yards, Dan. He accounted for 41 touchdowns as a senior. He did put Central York on the map. You know, they went to the 6 8 title game there last year. We talked about him a little bit last week. Anything you want to say about him, real quick, before we move on to the second team? Just a, just a true football player, you know, just a guy that I'm really excited to see what he does at the next level. The Trace McSorley comparison is there. I think he actually got a call right from Trace McSorley on signing day. They did sort of Penn State did some sort of social media stuff. And I, I think that's kind of the mold he's going to follow, you know, three star, four star recruit that tries to build up off a great high school career and do, you know, a little bit of everything. I think he's more than built for it. Yeah, he said James Franklin compared him to Trace McSorley, so. We will see. You know, he's got to, again, he's going to have a tough competition going there with Drew Aller also signing, but it'd be fun to watch. So, second team, offensive line, Braylon Moore from Bethlehem Freedom, Nick Bryan from Thomas Jefferson, Trent Fraley from Moon, Joden Nelson from York, and Brandon Lawhorn Moore from Kiskey Area. Anything about these guys, Dan? Another really solid group. A lot of, a lot of, uh, Whippeal guys, uh, on this list. Those guys tend to turn out pretty well, but. Bet you didn't crunch the film on these guys like I did. Let me tell no, you something. You're, you're an offensive line guy. <laughs> the, the littlest guy on here is Trent Fraley, 6'2", 280. And he, and he just blocks guys right on down into the turf and just keeps on going through there. He's going to Marshall. Brian, Nick Bryan's going to Kent State. Braylon Moore's going to Virginia Tech. We're going to pick these kids off where they're going, though. No. This second team is a nasty, nasty group. And you got Jody Nelson, who's a UConn commit, who's not going to Towson who at 6'4", 280, you know, if you dig around on social media enough, you'll see him, like, dunking basketballs during workouts, just showing, you know, his athleticism. Brandon Lawhorn Moore, Kiski area, 6'5", 300-pounder, Miami of Ohio. His film is fun. His nickname is Beef. <laughs> That's, I'm sold. I'm sold right there. You don't need and to like, say Miami, anything. Ohio, like, tweeted out, we got beef when he signed. Yeah, he's got a ton of upside. I really like him. So, our uh, – our second team wide receiver group, Patrick Bodie from Gateway, Anthony Ivey from Manheim Township, and Jay Feliciano from Conrad, Conrad Weiser. Anything you want to say about this group? Ivy's just a burner. The, his speed is going to be what, you know, separates him at the next level. But every time you watch him play, it looks like he's on fast forward while everyone's on, you know, regular speed. And then um, Feliciano is just super productive at Conrad Weiser. I believe he's going to Stetson. He's a really solid receiver that uh, 1,200 yards in uh, high school. 
no, he had an ultra productive year. He's a hardworking kid. He's going to like Stetson a lot. You know, I used to work in Daytona Beach, and and Deland's a a nice area. Um, I think he's going to like that. Bodie is a guy I really like. I think he could end up at safety uh, mm-hmm. at Cincinnati, but he had a heck of a year. And then Anthony Ivy, you know, just a burner and explosive, and had a really good career for Manhattan Township. So our tight end was Aiden Mack from Wyoming. Our athlete was J.R. Strauss from Exeter Township. And our kicker was Breck Miller from Jersey Shore, all in our second team all-PA offense. Those three, anything you want to say about that group? We mentioned the Exeter over Governor Mifflin upset, and I think Strauss is kind of the unsung hero of that game from what I saw. He Because usually when you see uh, Governor Mifflin take on teams, they're gaining 9, 10 yards of carry, even if it's tanning off to the fullback. And Strauss was – he was just a thumper on defense that whole game, kind of stopping the fullback runs, the up the middle runs. He's going to Villanova where they they know how to produce linebackers. They did it with uh, Forrest Ryan from uh, Waynesboro recently. He's going to be a really good player for them, I think. And then um, also uh, Aiden Mack, just, uh, I believe you mentioned in the write-up that he doesn't have the receiving stat line that makes you go, wow, but he is a big physical tight end that's going to, you know, coaches are always looking at that position they're looking for tight ends who know how to do more than just catch balls and um, impact games, and he's going to be able to do that. Aiden Mack is going to Richmond. He might have been the best blocking tight end in Pennsylvania this year. I really like Josh Altsman out of Central Catholic, too. You know, I think he was a really good tight end and really good blocker as well. But, you know, Aiden Mack makes the helps his team get to the 3A title game. Strauss is an interesting one. He's on offense as an athlete. Uh, he will probably play linebacker at Villanova, as you said. He had 77 tackles, one and a half sacks and interception. He makes it as an athlete, though, because he was also a pretty good tight end. You know, yeah. uh, he had 32 catches, 501 yards, seven touchdowns. So that's how he ends up on offense. And he's, like I said, he's headed to Villanova. Greg Miller, real quick, shout out. You know, you won't find a lot about this guy. Couldn't find, you know, his huddle. He he put up some numbers this year, man. 15 and 19 on field goals, uh, long of 43, 64, 70 on extra points. He was kicking. He was kicking all day long. So our second team running backs real quick, uh, Dan. Again, I said running back was a loaded, loaded position. Again, Gavin Garcia didn't make it, you know. And, and again, shout out. Gavin had a huge career. He's going to Kent State. Anthony um, Stallworth didn't make it. Had a huge career. Second team line, uh, running backs, Landon Alexander from Central Valley, Takoy Hayes from Aliquippa. You've seen them both. Tell me about those guys. Yeah, I mean, Landon Alexander, you kind of – you see the production and you're like, how, how is this kid ending only up in Albany University? I mean, obviously, it's 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 more than stats when it comes to the next level, but he is, he's been such a big player for them. Basically, you never want to say one guy's a reason, but he fuels that offense first. 2,400 yards, 29 <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. They handed it to him 240 times. You know, he's six foot yeah. 180, steal for just Albany, the, I think. Yeah, just the guy. And then – Taquai Hayes is a name that if you're not familiar with in Pennsylvania and you're a high school football fan, get familiar with this guy because a true freshman that did not look like a true freshman at running back for the Quips this year, he is going to be one of the biggest names in the state for the next three years or whatever, however long he uh, if, if he enrolls early or whatnot. But he is a monster and deserving of this spot. Yeah, he recently picked up a Penn State offer, 5'11", 185 freshman, 185-pound freshman. Almost 1,800 yards and 23 touchdowns for the, for the Quips, uh, you know, helping lead them to the um, 4A state title. And finally, our second team quarterback on our all-PA team, this guy doesn't play for one of the big schools. No. But, his, you know, his team went 14-1. and one. Jeff Hohenstein, 
Okay. I compared him in a film breakdown. I ranked him. I don't rank very many quarterbacks who are five foot ten. <laughs> I compared a little bit, a little bit of Johnny Menzel. Okay. Now he runs around, he can run a little bit, he's a little mobile, he can throw on the run pretty well. They really made a play to try to get to the four-way state title game. Central Valley knocked them off. Dan, the kid threw for 57 touchdowns with just four interceptions. Yeah. Again, Madden numbers. And I mean, at a certain point, you just got to, it's about watching the film and it's about what you guys did on the field versus having the accolades and having the recruiting rankings. It's at a certain point, it's what you did. And if you throw 57 touchdowns and four interceptions, I think it's really hard to make an argument against you being on one of these lists. Now, and it was at the 4A level and we don't always just look at the numbers, right? So when we go and turn on the film, you know, 3,621 yards as well. The kid can play ball. He's our second team, all PA quarterback. And overall, Dan, I think it was a good group. It's always tough to pick these people say, well, this guy should have made it. And this guy should have made it. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. that your guy should have made it. I'm going to tell you that we believe these are the best guys in PA this year, but there are a lot of great players out there. It's one of those things where you can't put everybody on it and have it be exclusive, right? Still, there was there were a lot of good players. We mentioned some of them who were out there who didn't make it, who you know I think are going to go and have good college careers and all. But that is our 2021 All PA Penn Live All PA team, and I think that's our podcast for this week, Dan. What do you think? Yeah, I mean. Just about the list, you know, it, it wouldn't be an honor to make it if you didn't leave really great players off. It's That's what happens when you have great players. Some good guys are going to be left off, but that's that's why you're vying for it. It's really tough to narrow these down. And I hope I hope people understand that when they read these lists and say, why, why isn't this guy on or why isn't this guy on? It's the thing you have to remember with these kind of things is in order to make that complaint you got to say you got to find a valid reason to take someone else off and that's usually a pretty tough sell so just treat it as you know a celebration of the guys who made it as opposed to a condemnation of the guys who didn't